Hello, my friends, and welcome to Joke and Joe's Wrestling Radio, right here on the Rewind Wrestling Network. I'm Jolton Joe, along with my co-hosts, the new mouth of the South, Tyler Peters, and the godfather of the Rewind Wrestling Network, Terrible Ted. Get ready for some skull-crushing wrestling chatter. Welcome, my friends, to Jolt and Joe's Wrestling Radio. I have returned from a brief hiatus. Um, had some uh, issues last week that have been cleared up pretty well, I'm happy to say. So it's great to be back. Sorry, I missed you. I did miss you guys. Well, not Tyler, but... Uh, <laughs> of course not. Of course not. <laughs> let me uh, introduce the crew here, but you know them already. The uh, the guy who loves to put people over, he is the king of putting people over. That is what he will go down in history as being. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, I'll take it. Tyler Peters. Welcome, Tyler Peters. Hey, it's great to be with uh, you, Joe and Ted. There you go. Thank and you. the godfather of the Rewind podcast. Wait, did I miss one? Rewind wrestling podcast network we used to have it even bigger the godfather yes sir yes sir thanks for uh thanks for jumping on tonight gentlemen yes it's good to be with you all we had an interesting week and uh you know we got a pay-per-view we hadn't had one in a while we got um we literally just got news as we went on the air here that uh, Paul Heyman has uh, been um, officially removed as the executive director of Raw. And they've consolidated and put everything under Bruce Pritchard. So I don't know. I think the guys responded pretty uh, positively to that news. So uh, why don't we get some opinions and then we'll talk about some of the things we liked uh, this past week. Yeah. I mean, Joe, Tyler, I I think that, that Paul Heyman um, was the breath of fresh air that we needed a year ago. And he wasn't able to sustain any kind of success, which no offense to Paul Heyman, Mm -hmm. but as far as a promoter or a creative mind goes, that's about par for the course for the man. Right. ECW was fantastic in its heyday, but he couldn't sustain success, right? And then when he was part of the creative team in WWE previously, he couldn't sustain success. So, uh, you know, I I don't, I kind of saw this coming down the pike a year ago, you know, that he would be there for a while and then he wouldn't be. But what I'm happy to hear, and and you didn't mention this yet, Joe, but, but what you said came out of that article was that Bruce Pritchard seems to be taken over. Yeah, And I think that Pritchard's been doing an excellent job with SmackDown over the last month. Um, you know, it took him a little while to hit his stride after he took over for Bischoff. But I think he's really hit his stride. And so, I, I, I don't know, I, I feel like maybe this might be a good thing. Maybe you guys disagree. I don't know. I just well, I feel t- like... I, let me ask you a question. Tell me what you liked, uh, if you can remember, because Friday was a long time ago. 
from SmackDown last week? Um, Anything particular that you would go, hey, here's a cool turnaround. Well, I think that the way that, that Otis and Mandy are continual, continually being handled on yeah. air um, has shown sophistication of booking and it has shown character development and it has shown consistency, hmm. um, which is, you know, that's one of our biggest outcries as the internet wrestling community right we say they aren't being consistent with our mid-card talent well now we've got this guy who was mid-card talent they built him up over the course of three four months you know they've made him the, the money in the bank briefcase holder and he's being featured every week in a positive way and people aren't going why would they do that you know it's it, it's positive it's a positive run right now. The Intercontinental Championship Tournament, as much as I disagree with them taking it away from Sami Zayn with him not coming to work because of the, the pandemic, yeah. you know, the way that they've handled that tournament has been phenomenal. The way they set it up from the get-go has been phenomenal. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the finals for that, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's great, yeah. Now, I, just going back to Bruce Pritchard, I think a good point is that he's always – had that trust with Vince. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of it that, you know, Bischoff and Heyman, somebody made a good point. They were great with their runs with their companies, but when it came to being under Vince, that's a whole different animal. And with all due respect to those guys, cause I'm a fan of them all. They're all very creative. That's not a knock. I just think Bruce has been the right hand man for Vince. And even Cornette said, really Bruce actually translates what Vince wants the talent to hear through Bruce. So he's really the go-to guy. So that's my takeaway on it. Yeah, that's a good point. I tend to, you know, some of the storyline, like the Mandy Otis thing, sometimes I go, uh, okay, it's goofy. But some of Bruce Pritchard's stuff is goofy. And it is, as we always say, it's not uh, Mid-South wrestling, it's not... uh, you know, it's not old school. It's always been entertainment. So right. that's what we're getting. We're getting people in character. You know, we know that they're not a couple, but we're we're watching a TV show. That's right. You know, yeah. which is fine. I think my biggest disappointment um, with Heyman is that um, when he was with Brock, it was always on it was always good yes but beyond that uh these storylines like i I cannot wait to see um lana out of that lashley thing you know and i hope they're being smart about this and they're going to make it blow up fast and use lashley in an appropriate way um it seems to be moving that way but we got to talk about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, the Canellis stuff from way back. I think that was part of Heyman, too. Yeah, that was Heyman. Know. But, but on, in, in Heyman's defense for that storyline, for the, for the Mike and Maria Canales thing, yeah. they, they recently said in an interview that they were approached about it and they were kind of given a little bit of freedom with it and that that was like, they were having the time of their life and just uh, you know being that. told to go have fun. And yeah. so they did. Okay. You know? Well, there you go. That's what we we don't know. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I actually 
if you guys don't mind, I would like to um, start with Raw this week. Okay. And um, I had, I want to tell you what I liked because that's the positive way of doing this. But I also think that I need to kind of bring Bobby Lashley back into this conversation. Um, What did I like? Well, again, some of the best things that I've enjoyed in recent times have been, I always enjoy Charlotte, but I really like what Oscar has been doing. I didn't understand the, the brawl and the, you know, then suddenly Oscar and Charlotte are, together in a, in a, you know, as a tag team, then they're split apart again. You know, it, it, it seemed all over the place, but I didn't feel that it was terrible. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also enjoying the, what could potentially be the break apart of uh, Selena Vega's crew. Uh, I thought that was very fun and interesting. Um, I like MVP and Lashley together. But what I don't understand, and you know, you guys may see something, maybe I'm missing here, is Lashley getting clobbered by McIntyre when they're only days away from a huge match. Or is that telling that something else is going to happen on Sunday night. Go ahead, guys. Well, yeah. I'll go that, ahead. No, Tyler, go ahead, because I'm going to organize my thoughts here. Okay. No, the only thing to, to Joe's point right there, I think the reason they did the Claymore from McIntyre, because remember, it was Lashley that got him in that full Nelson. Yeah. To end the show. So I think they're just continuing that, where McIntyre at least gets one shot on him, and then they're going to save the rest for the pay-per-views. That way it keeps building, and they don't show all the cards, so to speak, yet. That's all I was going to add to that point about McIntyre and Lashley. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's been some criticism about how WWE is handling the women's tag team championships right now. Um, I disagree with that criticism. Here's why. Uh, when the Bliss and Cross won them back, I point blank said this was the best move for the titles on this show, I think um, because they actively defended those titles and they weren't just sitting on someone's waist, you know, right? like they were with yeah. the Kabuki warriors, the majority of the time. Um, now they're a focal point, right? And they're being intertwined in a story. We now have our two time champions with Bailey and Sasha, Right. So now we're starting to see quality teams winning the titles. It's building the titles. So, uh, Joe, you weren't here when we talked about this last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago and you were here. I can't remember. But we talked about um, does the title build the person or does the person build the title, Mm. right? There's two ways to look at how you present a championship. It was the AEW championship we were talking about at the time. In fact, I know I remember this conversation, you being there. you know, the AEW championship, uh, you know, it doesn't have a whole lot of lineage. And so it made sense to put it on Jericho first because 
Jericho brought prestige to the title. Now Moxley is continuing to bring prestige to the title because he's another big name that's won championships in other big organizations, right? The women's championships for the tag team division in WWE don't have that unless they use their ingrown talent, right? right. So yep. using all these people that have been women's champion, you know, or connected to a women's champion to hold these titles adds prestige to those titles. So even though they're only a couple years old, now we're starting to feel like they're important. The other thing is that now they're also being brought across from brand to brand, which we weren't seeing for the longest time. And now we're seeing it. So, and you know, I'm coming back around to your comment now, Joe, you said you didn't really understand the, the big kerfuffle and you know, they were together and then they weren't right. That was a way to get those tag team championships on Monday night raw. So that we're seeing those titles across all three brands. Because now what we heard on NXT this week is whoever wins on Sunday, they're going to NXT next week to defend them. Mm. Okay, I like that. And I think that's the first time we're seeing these championships being defended on NXT, which is how they were advertised, that they would go between all three titles, you know, all three brands. Now, to me, you know, and I've said this before, and I'm going to get off the high horse quick about it because I don't want to bore people to death, but that's what all the championships should be, right? That's what the undisputed championship was until they ruined it because Brock didn't want to do all the travel, (laughs) you know? And then it just turned back into the WWE championship. It was no longer the undisputed championship back in the day, you know? Um, Or maybe it was because they wanted to completely separate those those pay-per-views. I don't know that Brock had enough stroke back then to say, I don't want to do the travel yet. But but either way, we're in that same position, right? Um, Yeah. And so I I really enjoy that about what they're doing with the women's tag titles right now. And I think that that's why we saw that, because we're going to see those two crossing paths again. You know? Yeah, Um, I I have, have no issues with what happened was entertaining it was i don't know if it was the best opening they could have had but i agree whatever i agree but i will say one more thing about that um i have not been a fan of the iconics the whiny noisy thing they but i'll tell you what they're building them into a much more potent team now Mm mm-hmm and I like that. Yep. You know, there's a definitely a character change there that I think is making a difference. For sure. Now, now to that point, I, I agree with that assessment, Joe, that they needed to be more aggressive, get past the ha-ha, and at least their yeah. in-ring work has proven that, man, they, they just needed time off. They came back rejuvenized, you know, kind of having energy is kind of the word I'm trying to get at there but yeah it's the I, I don't get their promos but you know i see where they're going with the iconics they're trying to get some other teams involved like a bliss and cross even a flare oscar and kind of get them in that program because it sets up the backlash angle so for that yeah, triple yeah. so what um, about lashley guys to tell me if, what what are you thinking here uh we're going to project what we think is going to happen on sunday so yeah. Um, I'm just going to, I'm not asking for any comments right now, but I just want to throw it out there um, as you think about who you're going to pick. Was there any indication at all 
from what you saw on Monday night of the way it could go? Um, I don't think I don't think anything we saw Monday night is going to have any effect on Sunday, which is which is part of of the booking problem we've seen on Raw in the last six months. Um, yeah, I like the Bobby Lashley's back in the title picture. I think it's been I do too long overdue. I think that when he came back, he should have been inserted into the title picture. Yeah initially um, coming off his run with impact and being back in MMA and yada, yada, yada. Um, But I don't think that's going to change anything for this Sunday. That being said, um, I think that we are going to see a split from Lana and or quickly, (laughs) hopefully quickly and, or we will see, um, we will see a split from MVP and that will be the next feud. That's, you know, Mm. um, I I think either of those things could happen, but we can talk more about that when we get to predictions. Something I did want to, and you know, this kind of, this kind of connects to, to what we were saying about the iconics a little bit here. Um, I know we're not talking NXT yet, but on NXT, we got a, a pretty nice, uh, interview package from could probably transition over. I think that might be just fine. You know? Okay. We, we could do that. Yeah. Um, we got, we got a promo package on NXT from, uh, Breezango. Right. And they were talking about, um, they were talking about how they, they had dressed up as different people and they were too much on the entertainment side. Now they just need to leave the entertaining people at the ropes and get it done in the ring, right? And I think that's what's happening with the Iconics too. Mm. And I think that's what's happening with WWE as a whole. Because I think in the COVID era of wrestling, if the focus isn't on what's happening in the ring, there's no crowd there to entertain, right? So they can't use that fan reaction to Mm. book their shows. So we're getting a, a more streamlined focus on what's happening in ring, which lends itself to being more like NXT, which is why I think it's been more enjoyable for us in the last couple of weeks. Cause we've seen a lot of in ring action that none of us can really argue with. We can't say that there's been a, a really bad match out there. I mean, there have been some no. mediocre ones, but yeah. there have been for the most part, really solid in ring work over the last several months. And I think that's, uh, I think that's a result of the pandemic. The yeah. only thing I'd say about that, okay, I'm sorry, Tyler, I jumped no, on. No, you are, is, no, no, you're on. Is that, then why let go of the revival when they would have been, you know, perfect to be old school, uh, you know. They, they didn't let go of the revival. They offered the revival huge money. Revival said Yeah, no. but they weren't using them. They did nothing with them. Well, they, they, they shaved each other, other's backs. You yeah, know, but that that's pre-COVID. Nonsense. That's pre-COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about it was too COVID. late. Too late. Yeah, that's right. Too late. It was too late to get him back at that point. Yeah. Go ahead, Tyler. Hey, now what I was going to say about NXT is, I tell you what, I, I've been critical of the storylines, but they did a good job with uh, Phantasma and Maverick. Mm. That stood out to me. That was cool. What and uh, unmasking, yeah. and it ended up being two of the guys they kidnapped. To me, that's getting back to good storytelling, and that's what I noticed that I'm like, finally, they're getting the angles again. That's what we need. I think to Ted's point, 
they're getting more focused on not just in-ring work, but also storytelling with NXT. Mm. Yeah, some you know, and something that I'm going to be really critical of um, from NXT is their use of Finn Balor in these last several mm. months. Yeah, you know, um, I said this. I, I was talking to uh, to Will about this a couple of days ago on one of the shows that we filmed one of the there's too many shows on the network now for me to know which show i was on um but the uh i was talking to him about it and i said basically you know they're sitting in limbo with finn balor because they want him and walter to have a program but at one point are we going to actually get walter back we still don't know so they've just been kind of in la la land with finn balor having him go up with damian priest and he's been going back and forth with cameron grimes what is this like finn balor put over everybody and make everybody look good so that you can build more credible stars no he's not even close to past his prime and they need to be using him in a more meaningful way and i just think that they are wasting him right now um in terms of finn balor um and again last i think it was two weeks ago when we got the first gargano and candice LeRae versus mia yim and keith lee tag match i've said i felt like the payoff already happened and why are we bothering to do anything at the pay-per-view right well now we went past the pay-per-view they had 50 50 booking between the two you know between the men and the women for the for the pay-per-view or no, they didn't. They had the faces both go over in their matches at the pay-per-view. So now it's like, well, crap. What do we do with these guys? Oh, we're going to continue to have the the faces look incredibly strong and have to get cheated out because that's what happened on Wednesday night. And mm-hmm. now I, I feel like we've already seen the payoff for this feud two times. And we've yeah. got nothing to show for it. It didn't make anybody look better. didn't make anybody look stronger. It's just, hey, we're going to get our stuff in. We're going to get our stuff in. Hey, we should do another match where we all kind of look good together. It's, just, it's boring. It's blah. It's terrible booking for Gargano. Um, I mean, almost anything's better than Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic for the 80 millionth time at this point because as much <laughs> as I love watching those guys work, you know, I just, I'm tired of seeing those guys work at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But geez, Louise, you know, put the North American title picture around Finn Balor for a little while. You know, there, there's, there are two guys that could put on some quality crap. Oh yeah, it'd be epic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it in any way, shape, or form. You know, you bring Finn Balor back. Um, he made a little noise, but then he's just kind of there. Yep. So yeah, don't, yep. don't agree with it. Yep. Yeah, they had I, some uh, momentum. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I like the, I liked the promo with Tomasco, going back to the car after takeover. I really liked Ro- Robbie Strong and Rhea Ripley. <laughs> she oh, she yeah, straight junk punched the guy. She did, junk yeah. punched him and then threw him in a trash can. That's right. perfect. That's it perfect. Was. It was short. It was sweet. It didn't overdo yeah. it. It wasn't overly produced. It was, hey, come here for a minute. Come here. Come here. <laughs> Boom. Trash can. Yep. Walk away. Perfect. Love that. Um, and I love seeing Kat- Casey Catanzaro on TV. You know, she is yeah, my... Except- uh, she's my hall pass she's just (laughs) you know again she's just i don't know that we can tell i I don't think 
I don't think that we can judge anything we see from Casey on TV because she was out for so long with that back injury last yeah, year. Yeah. And so they just started working her back on the TV <coughs> and then COVID hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel like just the fact that we got a really good showing, right? And it was, it was a really strong showing from her against Dakota Kai, mm-hmm. you know, with a heel victory, a true heel victory where they had to cheat to win, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, I think that, that speaks volumes about what they think of her because they've been pushing. Oh, I hope so. Because, you know, we saw what happened to Deanna Perrazzo. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know she she's enhancement talent. All of a sudden, um, she's over at Impact and she's making an impact. Immediately. Oh yeah, we and we you should know. talk about Impact today too. Well, you know, I don't get a chance to to see it. You know, in yeah, the way I would like to, but um, I've uh, I, I've got a couple of, of of thoughts about that show. We can yeah, yeah. What, what about the Dakota Kai though? I, I got to tell you, just a, a quick point. Her and uh, Gonzalez, I like that. Gonzalez mm-hmm. is just this. I'll give you that one. It's got the range. She's tall. I mean, she's got the physique, and she will do her job. I think that's great. To Ted's point, it's a true hill victory, and Kai just if anybody needed a twist a tweak to their character being the hill that was her that whole tegan mm-hmm. knox deal i love how they're still building off that because to me it's patience and it's only going to get better mm-hmm. so that's all i was going to add to that just real no quick. that's that's a fantastic point and i think that raquel gonzalez could ultimately turn into the next china for us yes great i, re- I mean that yeah. you know she, when, when she goes to the main roster she could be competing for you know, because the rumor is, and I'm sure we'll get to this too, you know, the rumor is that Charlotte wants to wants to challenge for a couple of men's titles in the WWE right now. Um, you know, I think if, if we break that wall and Charlotte, you know, gets an Intercontinental Championship or a U.S. Championship in the next year, it's, it's floodgates are open. Hmm. We're going to see, we're going to see it all coming around. And I don't have a problem with it because – it opens so many more doors for us, you know, as long as you keep it believable, right? Uh, you know, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be believable, but I'm okay with opening those floodgates. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I should never see yeah. Riho come out and put Braun Strowman through a table to win right. a championship. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it should never happen, but right. You know, unless she's like Hunican Rana, you know, it's a Frankensteiner off the top rope to the outside. And he takes a, you know, Strowman takes a huge bump, which I'll never do. Uh, you know, right. Um, right. look at Joe with the gun show. Joe's got the gun show going on today. Oh, why? Are you just doing this? Yeah, yeah there you go. You know, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I'm completely okay with them opening up those doors and, and doing that because I think it'll give us a lot more opportunity for creative things happening you know mm. um it will you know and tessa blanchard is a, a good showing of that i mean she's got, i wish we could have seen more and yeah for whatever issues there are there mm-hmm. with her not coming back or whatever it is um yeah it would have been really interesting to see that develop more yeah but yeah at this point it doesn't but we're gonna we're gonna see her at slamiversary in a in a five-way match which is really wow. cool we and we can get to that that could be fascinating we we could get that you know it's all and the, all four other can, participants are men yeah you know and they're yes. not small men right so yeah. we'll we'll no. get to that we'll get to that in a minute um 
but yeah, I just I, I feel like Raquel Gonzalez could really be like the next China. She could she could go out there and win a an Intercontinental Championship and come close to winning a Men's Royal Rumble. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's completely possible. I think really realistically, what we're gonna see in the next five years is we're not gonna see a raw we're not going to see a a women's royal rumble and a men's royal rumble i think it's more likely that we'll see a smackdown royal rumble and a raw royal rumble yeah kind of like how now jacks took uh randy orton's move rko yeah Yeah. back to that point they were trying it then yeah yeah and i mean listen we don't even have to go back that far to see a lot of intergender stuff happening in wwe right like we don't even have to go back that far we really only have to go back as far as maybe 2004 and there was a lot more intergender action happening in the ring um -hmm. not necessarily matches but a lot more stuff happening you know Mm -hmm. um so it kind of it is what it is um but i mean we're on wednesday night we just talked nxt for a little bit you guys want to talk to me ew sure i think we should for sure um I uh well I'll tell you what let me let me toss it over to Tyler cuz we got to give him a little air time here. Go ahead, bud. No, I I was just going to say, you know, this is going to seem like the obvious one to go to, but I can't help it. I love FTR the Revival. Yep. They do remind me of like Arn and Tully. You can tell that's their influence, old NWA wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, the Butcher and Blade, that was a good team to put them in there with. It only helped Butcher and Blade look even better. I think that's going to lend more credibility to that tag team division, not knocking it. I'm just saying you've got a team like the Revival, some of the hottest free agents. And I think that I can't wait to see what this feud between the Young Bucks is going to be. I'm glad they're not pulling the trigger just yet. They're being patient mm-hmm. with it. Seems like there's some uh, legit heat there. So I'm, I'm interested in that. That's yeah. how I'm going to start out with is probably the obvious choice, the first match ftr to you know making their in-ring debut yeah for sure for sure i uh you know i gotta say my my and joe's gonna hate this but my <laughs> my favorite point from dynamite this week was the orange cassidy bit with the with the six-man tag yeah you know um and and man did jared listen i think that four people on a commentary booth is just too damn much like Jericho, it can either be Jericho and Shivani, yeah. or it can be Jim Ross and Excalibur and Shivani. But you can't have all four of them, man. <laughs> it was just too much. Well, I think too what much happens happened. is you wind up where one of them drops back. I think Excalibur dropped back a bit. Shivani um, dropped out a lot. Yeah, but you, you know, know he took his spots. Uh, you know, like with Britt Baker, and mm-hmm. you know some of those things you expect him to. Yeah, I just, uh, I just think that to. it's, I just think that it's, it's too cacophonous for Jericho is, you know, he's, he's the guy. Oh, he's like the... I think if you take an yeah. example of the three of us, right? Ted and I go back and forth, back and forth, and you, you, we got to give time to Tyler. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a certain, uh, I don't want to use dominance. That's a little harsh no, but it's okay you, you know, know what i mean tyler will will back off because of that and to your point ted i think uh that's that's what's happening you know yeah. so uh yeah but, uh, and i think excalibur has been 
getting better and better in mm-hmm. in his meshing with those guys. I agree. I agree. You know? Yeah. Yep. For sure. And um, the number one thing I came away from AEW with um, on on Wednesday night on last night was that Chris Jericho is working his ass off to oh, put over Orange Cassidy right now. Mm-hmm. Like, right, let's I'll go back that. and listen to that. Go back and listen to the commentary. He is putting him over so hard and it's going to be great. It's going to be a great payoff match between the two. And that's what's going to happen. It's going to be orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho in some kind of stipulation match at fighter fest. Mm. And, and I'm willing to, I would be willing to, to bet something ridiculous on it, you know? Um, and it's going to be a fantastic match because orange Cassidy showed once again this week. And Joey, I know you hate him. Okay. I don't but- know if I hate him anymore. I, I, I think he's, I think the mix of what he does is getting better. It's mm-hmm. not just That's always true. with the pockets and right. You know. Yep. Yep. I mean, he's just, he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. And, and the fact that he can go from zero to 90, like that, mm-hmm. you know, and then he just turns it right back down, you know, that takes something special as an actor. Right. Like yeah. I, I can't disagree with you. You know, like uh, as a performer, I can't just like, you know, I, I can't. It, it's very difficult for me as a performer to go from zero to ninety and back in a five-minute time period. Like I need to ramp it up a little bit, you know. And he just, boom, yeah. You know, like, he's crazy, really crazy. Um, I'm not a fan of the Colt Cabana Dark Order thing. Nah. I'm just—it's not doing it for me. I think thing. it's a little desperate. Yeah, it's yeah. just trying to get him in a group. Really, it, yeah. and and I know you guys are getting tired of hearing me say this, but it reeks of WCW's booking of the NWO when it started to not work anymore. Where you mm. added people, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, yeah, yeah. It Who just, can it, we add this week? Exactly. Yeah. It, it just it reeks of that, right? Yeah, and and uh, it, it frightens me that we're already mm-hmm. there. Right, because the NWO lasted a good oh. long while before it got to that bad. But yeah, it um, was a long time. You know, the dark. And I mentioned to you the last time, you know, Brody Lee. Um, uh, you know, now on the other hand, we didn't see a lot of MJF this week. You know, but but he was there, and I was happy with that. And you know, I'd love to see him every week, but you can't push that too hard either, because then they're going to have difficulty in finding more things for him to do. And where's the build up, and where are we going with him? Cause he's a star, you know, but um, yes, even the women's match, um, which those matches have not been really exciting for me, but mm-hmm. tag team match this week, I thought was, was pretty good. It kept me interested mm-hmm. um, probably cause it wasn't Riho, you know, um, <laughs> but uh Statlander, I think, is getting a little more depth to her character. They don't do enough with that. She's from wherever the hell she's from, Andromeda. Some galaxy. You know, they start it, and then it goes nowhere. Okay, so if she is, what? so what? You know, but in terms of wrestling, I thought it it was good. It was definitely good. It was, yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was a a great match. One of the better women matches I've seen in a long time, to be honest. I agree. 
Um, I don't think it beat, beats Big Swole from last week, but I agree. Yeah. Um, oh. But but I'm going to caution you to be careful about what you wish for with Statlander because eventually this will happen. Eventually we will get Statlander giving birth to something and it's oh, going to be God. like May. it's going to be like May Young with oh, the freaking okay. hand. Oh, you know? oh, I hope you're wrong. About and, and I hope I'm wrong too, but be careful what you wish for, for how much backstory and how much you get. Yeah, because there's only yeah. so far they can take this thing before it becomes completely outrageous, right? Mm-hmm. Part of part of professional wrestling in the modern era is that it's a suspension of disbelief, right? right. And and how far can we really suspend our disbelief with Chris Statlander's character right now? Right, right. Face paint I, does I not don't... nail and make. <laughs> you know? Good point. Good observation. My point there was just that they come in with this and then it means nothing during the match. So why even yep. bother? Yep. You know, it's... give us something else. Like for example, Butcher and Blade had Bunny. I don't know, you know, obviously she's not there now. Now she's Allie again and, and she's doing the QT more. And that's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they can even take that somewhere where it all comes together and it's you know a two character person there you know that mm-hmm. she's got multiple personalities i don't know mick foley's in that's, that's interesting yeah, that's true. you know that's mm-hmm. interesting to me i'm okay with that mm-hmm. um but uh yeah that's all i wanted to say about chris statlander but yeah. i enjoyed the match for sure yep. yeah it was good I'm looking forward to uh, to Fighter Fest. I'm glad that they're doing it on TNT. I'm glad that it's going to be a two week show because it means that they're going to give the the matches they have some reasonable time. Mm. Um, and and I'm actually kind of getting excited for Brian Cage and John Moxley. Yeah, yes. you know Brian Cage is immensely talented. Just go back and watch his Impact run. I mean, yeah. Listen, I, I don't watch Impact every week. There's only so much wrestling you can watch in a week, right? And and yeah. I listen. I, I'm not knocking Impact. I like Impact a lot, but I watch the highlights because we talk a lot more WWE and AEW here, um, you know, on the network. But I, I can't say for one instant that I was ever really disappointed with Brian Cage's work, right? He he works his tail off, and so I'm yeah. really excited to see what those two guys put out and what Taz's involvement will be at fighter fest. And, um, I, it I, I think be minimal. <laughs> well, it should be, but I think that Darby Allen's going to get involved. Mm. I think this is how they insert Darby Allen into the title picture. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, whereas a couple of weeks ago when we were talking, I said, well, it could, it's going to be this and this, and this chess piece is going to work here. And that I, I have, I've now switched my game up. And I'm thinking that Darby Allen may be the first, you know, fresh AEW name that's not a big name to win that championship. I don't think it'll be MJF. And I say that because I think they're going to put MJF on the Randy Orton train because he did the bit with Diamond Dallas Page, right? Now he's doing the bit with Billy Gunn then they're going to bring in somebody else and he's going to, he's going to go over them. Right. And he's going to, he's going to go over all the names of yesteryear before he gets that championship run. 
I think it's just what happens. I think they strap him on that Randy Orton rocket to the moon. Said maybe they never will. You know, uh, it's that thing like with Piper. Did he ever really need to have a belt on? You know, in the in the WWE days. I don't know. No, he. I don't think that he necessarily does. But I think it would be a discredit to AEW if he didn't, because they're a yeah. startup. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no history there with that. But that there's belt. a lot more you can do with the, yeah, a lot more money. you can do with them. You know. Um, so what did you think of the? Uh, headline match there with Cody. Um, I actually stayed in it. I thought that I, I almost fell into that. Gee, I think they'll change the, you think he'll drop the title. And when I say that, I mean, it just drew me in. It was a Mm -hmm. lot of fun, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Mm -hmm. That's all I can say about that, but it was, was not a bad way to end, you know? Yeah, I thought it was a great match. I thought, you know, Mark Quinn has just – the sky's the limit for that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not 100% and working that good with Cody. I know Cody helps, but, yeah, you know, to be working – it's good. looks like, he, you know, really injured his leg. I mean, and to be doing moves off the top rope, that spot where they he hit Cody on the stage, that was impressive. I was not expecting him to do that. And I, I just love Arn Anderson being out there just – Everything about Private Party, there's so much potential. And I like how Hardy's in whatever personality he's in is kind of being like a coach for them. I, I like where they're going with uh, Private Party. And I agree with you. That match was good. I yeah. it. Do, yeah. do you really think Arn makes any difference out there? Well, I, not really. But I think I'm just – I get caught up in the nostalgia. I don't know okay. that he's making and a that's difference. Fair. I'm just a fan. That's and fair. So I'll be honest with you. I just like seeing him out there. But I will say, I don't know that he's really doing anything coaching. I think he's just – they've got him out there because he's armed. I mean, he's just the enforcer, I think, kind of going well, back to – yeah. you know, you got you got Tully in the, in the seats too, and yeah. there seems to be this whole thing that might be happening with Sean Spears. So Right, that's a good point. That could yeah. be interesting. They're kind of teasing maybe Spears, you know, kind of gave Tully a look like – there may be dissension, maybe. Brewing. Well, totally dressed him down the, the week before. You he know? did, yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, hmm. interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. And yeah. and to that point, that's why I think story-wise, I'm more interested in AEW than I am in NXT. And I know I sound like a broken record. I probably say it every week. I go to AEW first. So I don't know why, but except that it may be the stories, the storylines. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, I I won't argue that some of the stories that they're telling are compelling by by any means. You know, I I think that it's a great show. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But... I don't know. I feel like I feel like NXT has stepped up that game in the last couple months in particular. Um, the bit with Charlotte and Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai, the bit with Drake Maverick and the Cruiserweight Championship, you know, for the interim Cruiserweight Champion mm, okay, until they can get fair. Devlin back over. Um, you know, I, I just I feel like they're doing a great job with that. Um, and Timothy Thatcher, I think that he gets the strap on him in short order. Um, you know, I just, I, I feel like that they're stepping that up, but 
AEW is consistently doing that fairly well. Um, and that being said, I really like the Matt Hardy, Sammy Guevara connection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Matt ran him over with a golf cart. He, he tried to do it again, I think. Right. Um, and then he got chased by a horse, you know, you yeah. know, with, you know, at the, at the pay-per-view. Yeah. Listen, that kid is the future. He oh, really I like is. Sammy. I do. He is the like future. Um, I would be shocked if he didn't get a belt in the next year. I think you could potentially see, um, you know, right now Jericho is, uh, giving them the rub, you know, mm-hmm. and we'll see it again next week as a tag team. It's, it's a good thing. So maybe down the line, that's where, uh, you know, Jericho, Sammy happens. Yeah. You know, there's, there's some cool things that could happen. Yep. For sure. And, and they're probably out of the five inner circle um, members. Those two are the most intriguing to me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. Hardy, Hardy was always, you know, already telling, you know, Guevara that you need to quit being with the inner circle to your point that, you know, the feud eventually Jericho and Guevara may yeah. have a match. Yeah. You know, that's what I was going to notice that watching them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm not really a fan of how they've been using proud and powerful. You know? Yeah. It's a lot of background really a lot of it's a lot of being the nwo's lackey it's a lot of right, being right, it's a lot right. of being brought you know it's a lot of okay. being, uh what's his name the disciple <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so well sometimes it's gonna happen i think yeah and, and listen no. you can't you can't push everyone all the time otherwise no, right. otherwise no, that's absolutely true you, you know, know yeah I mean, even if you look back at the four horsemen, you know, you had Tully and Arn, and Arn, of course, as the enforcer. And sometimes, they, although maybe that's not a fair comparison, because I think they always did a fine job between <laughs> that original crew. So, oh yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll leave that one. We'll kick right. that one to the curb. So we got a pay per view coming up there, fellas. Yeah, we do. And should we uh, should we get to it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I got the list going here. And first of all, I yeah. need to congratulate Tyler who beat me at NXT takeover. I mean, geez, Louise. Now I'm in the losing column. I'm I'm not happy with this. I, I've never been in the losing column before. I've got to at least get one. I mean, it may only be my, my one and only. So I've got a better brag now. I don't know. You know, yeah. you seem to, mm-hmm. Be in the the zone there, man. You're getting better, man. I got to step up my game. I'm talking to Pritchard. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. I'm always got my – I think I was saying to you guys earlier off, uh, Mike, that uh, I got my head in the clouds. It's – I think sometimes I wish too much and try to overthink it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Tyler, I like your style there. You just – Oh, thank you. You know, you just analyze it as you see it, not how you think you should see it. Well, just put me over. What's going on? We're we're switching. Hey, you get one. <laughs> okay. You get one. Yeah. Thank you. It's all downhill from here. 
Well, I, I feel honored. Yeah, I feel honored. <laughs> so All right, where do we here, start? Here's my thing. Um, on the CBS Sports website, which is where I've been going to get the cards for the papers yeah. when we do this, yeah, uh, it says that there are some predictions for matches that will be announced late. Um, so I want to start there oh, uh, because I okay. think it makes sense. Um, there's a prediction that Seth Rollins versus Aleister Black will be announced. Okay. I, I don't know that that one will happen. I think that there's a longer payoff to come um, for, for that whole big story arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, do you guys, do either of you guys think that that match happens at this pay-per-view? They've got a lot of, uh, they got a lot of matches on this uh, card, it seems. So, yeah, they do. It's a pretty and they're good they're holding card. them to what, yeah. about two and a half hours. Yeah. So, I don't know, okay. unless you have a couple of quick ones. Or are these the dark matches? Possibly, but you I know, can't see them using Rollins you know, on the pre-show. Yeah, I don't you see You would that. think so, but. Yeah. Um, and then what about the, the Street Profits versus the uh, Viking Raiders? Kind of ready for the payoff to happen. After all, how they've been used on Raw, let's finally just get the match going. I mean, let's. Yeah, the the first couple of uh, episodes, if you will, was okay, fine. You know, and that marathon just, yeah. it's like, okay, we get what you're let's doing here. We, we got it in the first two. We don't need any more. Yeah, but, agreed. You know, but again, if you think of it's it's COVID, it's mm-hmm. you know, how do we make these things longer? So I understand why. I just don't have to be thrilled by it. You know? Yes. Do we think oh. that that match happens on Sunday? I think that's more possible, probably because yeah. of the way they're built up. I mean, I'd love to see Rollins and Black, but, I, you know, the Viking Raiders, no doubt, their talent in ring and Street Profits, so I, I, I'd go with it. All right. So, Joe, who do you think wins, Street Profits or the Raiders? Ugh. Um, who wins or who cares? Who no. wins? <laughs> yeah, I'm being smart-ass. Yeah, well. Yeah, smart I gotta go street profits. I think it's their turn to get uh to get a little bit of a push. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, I gotta agree with Joe and the street profits. Too much momentum. I think they've invested so much into them as a team that I don't see them losing. Agreed. Um, so I'm gonna say street profits as well. If if Rollins Black were to happen, Joe, who would win? I don't know if anybody wins. I think it would be some, yeah. I mean, really, I think there would be some kind of uh, interference, DQ, whatever, but I don't think, um, I don't think Alistair's going to get a, you know, a one, two, three. Um, I think Rollins will win somehow, or uh, Alistair gets, you know, there's a DQ there. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, I don't see Rollins losing, and and you got to think about the disciples. But this yeah. is early. But I'm thinking maybe Dominic 
may get involved. Mysterio's son, maybe not at this pay-per-view, but down the line, they're kind of teasing that again, how he did with Lesnar. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. that's not over yet. So you never know how that story is going to go, but I just don't see mm-hmm. the Monday Night Messiah losing to Black. And I, I like Aleister Black. I just don't see that. No, that, the yeah. Monday Night Messiah is going to keep getting pushed, right. whatever, right. you know, whatever they got for him. And, and that could change now with, uh, with the change of, uh, you know, uh, with, Bruce uh, and, uh, you know. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Okay. Um, So we got Sheamus versus Jeff Hardy in a grudge match here. I can't see how Jeff Hardy's going to lose after all that and this quote set up, whatever the heck has happened. First of all, I don't like the angle. Um. Jeff Hardy's okay with it, great, but I didn't like it from the beginning. I don't think it was the right way to go. Um, there's a better way to show him as a somebody who's come back from adversity. But uh, so I'm just going to say Jeff Hardy. Okay, Tyler. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Jeff Hardy on this one, but I really like Sheamus in this matchup. I just like ever since he's came back, going to that iconics point, he's just looks even better he already looked great and he just his work just keeps getting better and better i just but i'm gonna have to go with hardy though even though I, i'm a big Seamus fan yeah i'm going i'm going jeff hardy too in hopes that this ends this terrible feud mm. um and that they they send jeff hardy to something a little bit more prominent but yeah my my wrestling iq brain is telling me that i'm you know waving red flags at myself here saying right. that Sheamus is going to win because they're going to continue this thing through SummerSlam. Right. i'm hoping that's not the case all right and there's my there's my point of me being in the clouds with some of these predictions you know because yep, yep. <sighs> agreed all right then we got the uh the united states championship apollo cruz versus andrade going to joe I think it's I think it's cut and dried. I think uh Apollo keeps it. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, I agree. I, I think you can't take the uh the title off of him right now. He's got too much momentum and he's been on another level and that's no knock on Andrade. I really like Andrade, but you gotta oh, yeah. on Cruise. You got you gotta keep him. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All and right. that also can probably play into this whole thing. Wherever yeah. they're going with uh, Selena, Zelina and uh, Garza, the yeah. Garza. Yeah. Yep, agreed, agreed. All right, women's tag team championship: Bailey and Sasha versus Bliss and Cross versus the Iconics. Triple threat match. Joe, here we go with the if they're ready to start the Sasha Bailey. Uh, uh, mix mixing it up kind of deal there, then uh, put it on the iconics, make that build. <sighs> Will they? <laughs> Just because I think they should doesn't mean they will. And uh, so let's say uh, the champs retain. Okay. Tyler? I like all three of these teams. I get what Joe's, 
you know, saying coming from, but I think it's Bailey and Sasha Banks. I don't think we're going to see that just yet. It's still building. I think they're going to keep the titles on them. I agree. And my reason for agreeing is only that if they're sending people to NXT, yeah, they want it to be people that are going to draw that rating. Right. And Bailey and Sasha will draw that rating. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, The greatest wrestling match ever between Edge and Randy Orton. First of all, can I just start by saying that Edge flat out said, I think it's hard to ever say that we're going to have the best wrestling match ever, and this was a poor choice. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty hard. You know, like, come on, guys. This this was – this was stupid. This was this was just very stupid. Um, so we got Edge versus RKO two in the uh, the COVID era here. Joe, <sighs> you know, with Randy, you just never know because he's already lost the first one. But mm-hmm. you know, he's underhanded. All right, I'm going for it. I think uh, I think Randy's getting it this time. He's going to get the win. Tyler, this is a tough one for me because I, I I like both of them, but I think after Christian motivated Edge, Orton's pushing him way too far, and I'm going with Edge. I'm going to have to break the cycle a little bit here. That's fine. Um, yeah, I I think that you have some some well thought out idea there Tyler but my thing is I think this is a longer build than we all think it is I think there's going to be a rubber match Mm. at SummerSlam Mm. um, and I think that RKO wins this one so that there can be a rubber match at SummerSlam yeah that's good observation and and that that plays into the thing that I always enjoyed um, back into the uh, uh, you know Turner days the NWA and is that it wasn't one and done on pay-per-views. It, there were these feuds that would continue or go back and forth. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think you're I think you're spot on there. Yeah, See, going back to Steamboat and Flair. I mean Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Dusty and Flair and there was always that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 All right, gentlemen. Uh we have the Raw Women's Championship, Oscar versus Nia Jax. Joe, I'm coming to you. Oh, baby. Um, I I like what Asuka's doing. I don't think Nia deserves it. So this is tough for me because I think a monster should dominate, but I say Asuka. Tyler? I'm going to have to go with Asuka. I mean, I'm glad Nia Jax is getting the opportunity, but you don't need to take the belt off Asuka. She can just work all kinds of styles. I think that's why it makes sense to keep it on her and, and let her run with it. Yeah. I think Asuka wins as well, but because I think it's because we get Asuka Flair too at SummerSlam for the belt. Mm. And, uh, you know, Charlotte will pick up her 10,000th championship (laughs) um okay universal championship braun Strowman versus the miz and morrison in a handicap match (laughs) don't care 
Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Pick one. Braun wins. Tyler. Yeah, I think Braun wins, but Miz and Morrison will make him work a little bit more for it. It'll be entertaining. Yeah, you got to do that, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. But Braun, you can't take it off of him. Uh, as much as I would be entertained by Miz and Morrison being co-champion, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it could be booked to absolute wonderful storytelling. Oh, it could, yeah. And the two of them would end up having a huge blow-off match for who actually was the champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would be so fun. But I think you're right. I think Braun wins. But there and, you go uh, with overthinking it. You know yep. what I mean? There we yep. go. Yeah, sure. And then we got Drew and Bobby Lashley coming to you, Joe. I've been I've been waiting for this one just to throw this out. What if just given everything in the world, what if Bobby gets the belt? Ooh. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. Bobby's credible. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is. He he's a good worker. Um, I just don't think that he's over enough. And I don't think that the belt will get him over enough. I think he's get over more. Yeah. You know, well, if we were talking, if we were talking if about 2000. is by his side. If we're talking about 2000, 2006 Bobby Lashley, mm-hmm. he should have gotten the rub then because he was over. Um, he was, yeah. You know, but but uh, I just don't think he's over enough now for it. Um, well, I'm, I'm just going to say that uh, – that uh, champ retains. Okay. In in this particular case, I'm not, I'm taking my thoughts out of the clouds and just going WWVD. <laughs> <laughs> what would Vince do? Oh, there you go. Tyler, what do you think? Well, pal, no, I think Drew McIntyre, uh, he retains it. They just too much momentum, but I really like Bobby Lashley and MVP. I just don't see uh, McIntyre losing. He's just, they're going to carry him for a while. So. Agreed. Agreed. Well, Joe, before you take us out here, man, yeah. you know, Tyler, Tyler's got some, uh, some exciting stuff coming up in in Nashville. Uh, this yeah. summer, he's going to be doing some, uh, some ring announcing for our, our guys right. over at CCW. Yeah. Tell us, brother. Man, Tell yeah, us. I'm nervous. I, I got to, tell this but yeah a super crazy is going to be on that show that that's what i'm hopped up about from ecw but yeah our guy Phoenicius man is going to run a show in nashville that'll be saturday july 25th and that'll be from the helios granite and that'll be uh the doors open at 6 p.m central time and bell time will be 7 p.m uh, central time i had it saved but i had to look at it so i had to be honest there but so that that's big, man. Just to get super crazy, the card's still not announced. But yeah, he asked me. He's like, "Man, you, you want to try out some ring announcing?" So that's why I've been sharing these clips, trying to you know, and and watch YouTube and try to get that down. So I'm gonna Dude. give it a shot. If if anything else, I'll make the wrestlers look even bigger, even the women, because I'm so short. So they'll have that because I'll I'll be so small in there trying to ring announce. So all I know is about a year ago, I started doing this uh, radio show on a station called WNTI and uh, just an hour. And when I first started, I went in there and I said, okay, an hour, I got to talk by myself for an hour. And I did it. And all of a sudden I, 
I don't know how we, Tyler and I started conversing yeah. on Twitter because he was doing all these, uh, yeah, you know, commentary, yeah. commentary, you know, these videos. So I said, why don't you come on the show? Oh, okay. He, he calls in. And then I said, okay, great. We'll do it every week. And all of a sudden, he's doing it every week. Now his head is so big, he doesn't even <laughs> put me over anymore. Right? He talks about how he listens to Ted and how, uh, you know. But in the beginning, you know, last June, I was like, oh, you Cholton Joe, you're the man. Oh, <laughs> hey, remember, friends. <laughs> the steps on the ladder whoever you step on on the way up you're gonna meet on the, on way, the way down, down. there right. you go that's right now, seriously man we're proud of you oh, and, hey, uh, hey. i can't wait for Thank clips you. so that we can tear your ass up that's no, right no, you, no, you can no. criticize me and go man what'd you do man that was a real you had me and then you lost it they always that's said right. have confidence man you, you it's yeah. gonna be great well, you know what's really cool, Respect. guys, is uh, yeah. is that I talked to Venetius after the last time he was on the show for a little yeah. bit, yeah. And uh, and I was like, listen, you know, I, I do this stuff for ACPW where we do like a review show based on their stuff, and so it seems like we're, you know, I'm going to be doing some of that for the podcast, yeah. uh, where I'm talking about the CCW shows and just expose, exposing our, you know, our our, our northeastern. Uh, listener group yeah, to this yeah. Southern company a little bit more. And uh, I'm excited for that. And, uh, you know, Tyler, I'm, I'm excited for you, brother. And I'm, you know, I'm glad to see that we're making some roads with some, uh, with some new people in the, uh, in the wrestling business as a, yeah, as a network. And for all of us, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be good stuff for everybody. It's going to be really good stuff for everybody. Um, you know, before, before we head out, I uh, I just want to mention that if you're not watching Impact Wrestling right now, I encourage you to do it. Their builds are working well. Their matches are working well. They are focusing on their homegrown talent along with whoever they're bringing in. And they're building up a lot of buzz for Slammiversary. And so while I haven't had the opportunity to watch it on a regular basis, I've been getting invested in it in the last two weeks. And I'm just going to put that out there as a wrestling fan, as someone that, you know, we pride ourselves at here at the Rewind Wrestling Network to, you know, to be fans, talking to fans, you know, um, as a fan, talking to fans, go watch Impact because mm. it's doing really well right now. Um, and it's just more great programming for you to wrap your heads around right now. It's really funny that you mentioned that uh, in that um, I had been kind of checking out what was going on. Um, I had subscribed to their uh, network mm -hmm. and got frustrated because they were in the midst of these changes and Brian Cage was going in it. And, um, and so I kind of backed out of it. The other thing that bothered me was, again, I make probably an unfair comparison, but to the WWE Network giving me pay-per-views, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, I don't get their pay-per-views, and I'm paying the same amount of money, you know, and uh, at this point, it's a lesser uh, promotion. So, but I did put the app back on my uh, TV today. Um, 
so that I can at least watch the uh, the TV shows because mm-hmm. I can't any other way. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, maybe YouTube, but in any case, you get the idea. So, yeah, I, I do want to find out what's going on there and uh, get a little bit more of that story. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. yeah I, I used to be a big fan going back to when Styles and, you know, the Jarrett's first took it over. Oh, yeah. That, that, and then kind of lost track of it, but I need to go back because they, you know, with Moose being the champion, that I've heard nothing but good things about it. Oh, Moose is the champion, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My bad. I, I didn't know. I, yeah. No, it's okay. No, he's he's running around with the old TNA championship, okay. calling himself the champion cool. because <laughs> Tessa hasn't been on TV since COVID started. All right. But it's it's been fantastic, and Moose has really been doing a fantastic job. You're right, Tyler. He's been doing yeah, such cool. a good job, and that's part of why I got invested again was because of the whole thing with Moose. I was like, this could have some fun payoff opportunities for us, you know? Yeah, um, I wish the other three, you know, uh, MLW, uh, NWA, and um, uh, Ring of Honor mm-hmm. could uh, get a little more uh, traction, right? You know, for me right now, uh, my Honor Club uh, subscription has for this year has been a wash. It, mm-hmm. it just, it's not paying off for obvious reasons. I don't blame ring of honor for that, you know? Um, so I like to go forward. I like the new stuff. I don't go as deep backwards just because we watch so much wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. it's always new stuff. Um, MLW. I, I know good things are going to happen. Um, I heard this week they're going on an app uh, called, uh, I think it's D-A-Z-N. And with that, uh, you'll have the opportunity, I guess, to uh, pay for pay-per-views through there. That remains to be seen how much, you know, that's going to cost. Yeah. Because, again, my big issue with AEW is $50 pay-per-views just seem a lot to me you know and nwa that i think they're doing the best they can under the circumstances doing their little gimmicky carny land and that stuff and i like the characters and maybe these things are going to start to turn around now who knows um maybe we're coming towards a clearer end to this although i'm not exactly sure um because things may open up and turn right back on us again. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of possibilities out there. Uh, This is just not the time for those possibilities. So hopefully they can all stay in place for a while and we get them back and we'll have even more things to talk about, you know. So I'd like to propose something to you guys. Um, You know, I'm taking the week off next week. I have a little vacation um, before I have to start my, my summer jobs. Um, so you guys, you're going to have some fun without me next week. telling me how awful my picks were for, for backlash. (laughs) Um, you know, but I I think maybe when we come back, when I come back, I should say, uh, two weeks from now, maybe what we do, you know, on busted open, they do winner of the week, Mm. but they only do Ross. They only do Ross SmackDown, AEW and NXT. Right. I think maybe while there's still MLW shows happening, that are being published on YouTube, right? Maybe that two weeks from now, we do based on the SmackDown the week before, right? So SmackDown on the 19th, 
<clears throat> Raw on the what is that? 2021, 20, 20, 20, on the 23rd. Okay. Impact on the 24th. AEW NXT on the 25th. We take those five shows and we pick, you know, we, we pick what we think was the best show out of all of it. Mm. And and come come with a reason why. Yeah. Maybe we change up just a little bit and we see what we like, guys. What do we think? No, I, I think it's a great Works. idea. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. I, I think it's a good point. It kind of changes the dialogue. It's not all, you know, nothing wrong with it, but it's not all just WWE, AEW. You got some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and don't forget MLW. So in, yeah, you're going to include MLW, Impact, Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, and NXT. Six okay. shows. Okay. All right. Good deal. Well, as you heard, Ted's taken a little vacay. Well-deserved. Tyler and I will be at each other's throats, so don't miss the episode. Yeah, I'm going to have to be careful. Yeah, you be careful, my friend. You see, everybody, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to watch. Um, And, of course, make sure you watch all of the uh, wonderful Rewind Wrestling Podcast Network shows. Because Ted seems to be in all of them. But, But anyway... We'll catch you next time. Thanks to Tyler. Thanks to Ted. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Jolton Joe's Wrestling Radio. Later.